Welcome, Guardians, to episode two of the Destiny Lorecast, a brand new podcast focusing on the lore of Destiny. Last week, we started off with an overview of the beginning story of Destiny, uh, the major characters in it. This week, we continue where we left off, jumping into the story of our Guardian. With us tonight, we have Anon Pig. Anon, how's your week been? It's been good. Doing anything fun, exciting? Anything in no. Destiny? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, You're very entertaining, you know that. I've been, I've been very busy. Nice. Yeah, you've been Just sleeping. With, yeah, yeah, with sleeping. I've been very busy with real life. Uh, I'll, I'll be diving, I'll be diving heavy, heavily back into des- playing Destiny when the Rise of Iron drops, but until then, it's just a lot of lore research and just this type of stuff awesome so he doesn't have any life ladies and gentlemen that's all you need to know nope work 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 life that's that's oh my god yeah i think i I saw your tweet it was like you know this bill and then this bill and then this bill and it's like yeah welcome to adulthood yeah (laughs) it's like figure it out eventually (laughs) yeah yeah also with us tonight we have uh mythos mike you did you do anything fun this week um you know how it is in college. I, have have either of you went to college? Nope. Yep. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm not talking to Ian on here because he doesn't do anything in life. Uh, so Chad, <laughs> um, I do all sorts of stuff. You know, I I got that job, I got that girl, I got that schoolwork. So yeah, I'm 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 a busy busy man. Mm-hmm. Don't have any time for this, you know, this stuff. But hey, I'll 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 carve out some minutes for you. All right, you got you got to make time for the fun stuff. Yeah. Is this really fun hanging out with two overaged men at eleven o'clock in the in uh, at night? I'm having fun. I don't know about you, but I mean, <laughs> uh, my my weekend was Maybe kind I'll of used to it. It was kind of crazy. I was I didn't really realize that it was Labor Day when I made plans with my uh, my brother and cousin to go hiking in like northern Arizona, and. It was supposed to be like a four and a half, five hour drive to the, the hilltop to begin our hike. It's like down in like the Grand Canyon area. And it ended up taking us 10 hours due to traffic. And it was, it was pretty brutal. And it's a 22 mile hike. And then there's like at the end, well, it's like, it's a 12 and a half each way. And then at the bottom of the fall is the, like the big waterfalls and all this beautiful stuff. Uh, about 0.8 miles into the hike. My cousin tripped and fucked up his ankle, and so we had to oh, go back up to the top. And but we ended up just renting a boat and going on the lake and fishing for like five hours. So it was pretty fun. Even though his ankle was uh, <laughs> screwed up, yeah, he was like, "Well, we got to do something fun, but we can't be uh, walking around." So we just sat on the boat, drank some beers, and that was good. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't too bad. He just kind of sprained it and. It was, he knew he could probably make it down, but then going back up the last 12 miles probably would have screwed it up pretty badly. So, <laughs> Yeah, that wouldn't have been the nicest uh, nicest experience. Uh, personally, I've uh, fallen off like a small little cliff and landed on a rock Ooh. and shattered part of my knee and had to have two people carry me out <laughs> during hiking. So, Yeah, we, not didn't, really, uh, we didn't want that to happen. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Reasonable. <laughs> But yeah, so that's uh, all right. Yeah, all right. He's good. He had he had plenty of beer to kind of forget about the pain, so <laughs> we salvaged it. But uh, I guess that worked. Yeah. Uh, so let's uh, let's jump in here. Uh, Destiny Year One, the vanilla story. Uh, Anon, you want to start us off? Uh, should I start us off with Earth or the first mission? 
Uh, let's just do uh, the first mission. All right. So then the first mission was a guardian rises. Uh, the grimoire card reads, and so you rise again. Who you were before or how you ended up at the wall of the old Russian spaceport is a story for another time. You have been chosen by the traveler as one of our guardians, gifted with the power to wield its light in the coming battles of, the time, of a timeless war. Trust this ghost. It will guide you on your path. Um, so everyone remembers waking up uh, and having originally uh, Dinglebot, if you were there at the time, telling us... Um, Eyes up, Guardian, the famous uh, Destiny line. Mm-hmm. We wake up outside the, the Cosmodrome wall uh, where we're actually going to be heading back in the, de- uh, in the Rise of Iron, and we make our way uh, through the uh, Devil Territory. Um, the mission essentially ends when we find a ship being guarded by uh, um, Ron, the Devil Captain, and the Doc. 13 we kill him get the ship and go back to the city and as our ship takes off rixus comes out um too late trying to stop us and we see who we learn to be the exo stranger standing on top of the building watching us take off yes then we kind of head back to the that can be laying into the tower right that's where we kind of get our first introduction to the speaker and yeah, that that's where we first go to the tower, and we meet all the people that we talked about last week, mm-hmm. and um, get an introduction, very slight introduction into sort of being a guardian. Um, yeah, it's 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 the one that yeah. starts the hype, and so all you get all this, you know, the talk yeah. from the speaker, and says, "I'll, you know, all the I have all these stories, yeah, I have teasing. all this information," and then you're like, "Oh, cool, I'll find this out later," and then. We never do. <laughs> I feel like a lot of it is just like it would be very boring to go through yeah. the guardian training. It's not like we literally went from the tower right back out into the fight. There, there had to mm-hmm. be something that went on behind the game that we just they just cut out because it would be boring to play through. Yeah, yeah. So then, uh, so after that, we're sent back out um, and down to take out the archon. Uh, so the the grimoire says, uh, taking down an archon is no easy task. With the master of the fallen servitors gone, the House of Devils will scramble to protect their prime servitor, and securing an NLS drive will let you join the fight beyond Earth. Mind the speaker's wise words. I believe he speaks for the traveler. That's from uh, Commander Zavala. So uh, so we head back down to the to the steps in the Cosmodrome. Uh, we locate a, a downed guardian ship, um, and then this leads down into the tunnels beneath, uh, which has a map of the Cosmodrome. Uh, from there, we kind of, we head back to Dock 13, where we saw the, uh, the Archon, where we first left the first mission, and we face Rixus, uh, the Devil Archon, and kill him, we find the NLS drive, and that allows us to kind of travel within the, the system. Yep. Very cool. Warp drive. Yeah. And then, um... This leads us to kind of a, um, not actually, no, we're not quite there yet. Yeah. <laughs> so this leads us to, uh, the speaker telling us that, uh, basically that the devils, the house of devils, uh, fallen are, um, or wait, are we, we're not at that part yet either. Everyone, one of you two should, uh, probably get this one. Uh, the next mission we have is the dark within, uh, the grimoire card reads, 
We always feared the hive would rise again, harbingers of the darkness to come. Their presence, their presence on Earth demands that we strike their strongholds on the moon at the last place we face them. A lot of guardians never come back, especially the new. Are you new? Oh, well, I'm sure you'll make it. That's a quote uh, from Cade 6, obviously, the uh, snarky response, just joking about how he'll probably die. Uh, so now we're a fully-fledged guardian, and we have to go on our, our day-to-day missions. It might not always seem important uh, to the main story, but it's important as the life of a guardian. Uh, this one in particular was to investigate the fallen who were held up in Skywatch. Um, <laughs> Uh, our ghost reads uh, or says we're in. This was one of the Skywatch's old array stations, a link to the lunar colonies. Uh, all around the Cosmodrome are array stations. This one in particular was to the moon. Then there's ones to the terrestrial uh, planets, the inner planets, and then there's one to the Jovian planets, the uh, outer planets. Uh, pushing further, we find a locked off room, which our ghost hacks into. And inside were the hive, and more importantly, uh, gonna butcher this gatra airspawn who's a wizard uh airspawn specifically is spawn of one of the warm gods who we learn a lot more about in the taken king um and then the ghost says the hive haven't been on earth in centuries the darkness could be a lot closer than we think we should probably get moving no 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 you butchered that quote hold on move back a second (laughs) i've been haven't haven't been on earth in centuries Mm -hmm. That wizard came from the moon. There we go. See, you got to get the exact <laughs> quote in here, and we're not—we're going for accuracy here, not the—not uh, the that transcript the that your good friend Baxter put up. <laughs> you can—you can take it up with my husband, and I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure if you go and read this transcript, it's going to show you a Boolean Gemini. That means I—I I wrote this transcript, so that's exactly what the game said. <laughs> We got we got to include every whether it's in a past release or not. We got to include all the content <laughs> that the game has shown us. And that was that wizard came from the moon. That wizard I came from the moon. I have no memory of wizards coming from the moon. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, enough of me making fun of Anaporian on here. This basically this leads us on to the mission that I was thinking of. Um, we get a report from the speaker. Uh, which actually comes in his own words, and he basically tells us, "Hey, guardians, the uh, the House of Devils are tearing through machines all across the Cosmodrome, and they seem to be looking for something. And we want you to find out what that is." So we basically go down to Earth, and um, uh, our ghost scans a couple of um, what would you call those gentlemen transmitters um, that are broadcasting an old Russian uh, an old Russian play. And eventually it leads Ghost to uh, triangulate the signal to, um, is it, it's, it's the terrestrial complex? Yeah, we go to the terrestrial complex. So, okay, so it's the terrestrial complex, and we get there, uh, and Ghost begins scanning a um, um, one of the, oh wait, have I moved on from the Warmind? <laughs> yes. The Warmind was first. Yeah. You're you're still talking about you're it. Good. Yeah. Uh, okay, good. we'll we'll move back. You're in the Trestor complex. There, you fight the. Fallen. So we're in the Trestor complex. We fight the fallen, uh, and then Ghost begins scanning, and then we have another one of those defend the point, to point sagas, and he begins to open a relay, uh, 
and hive ships, hive tomb ships, I should be precise, begin spawning in. We fight. Um, no, that's the last story. The... That's, that's what I'm talking about. No, you're talking about the war mine. I'm talking about the war mine? Yeah. The mission, the oh. war mine. <laughs> we're in the terrestrial complex we're fighting fallen we're holding off the fallen and we, <laughs> we, we <laughs> our ghost scans the device beyond. and we learn about and we learn about rescue and being alive <laughs> there it is uh, yep uh, Rasputin, that 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 guy that, that guy. uh yeah so this was kind of you know for uh for guardians and you know people of the city who uh, you may not remember the golden age very well. You know, war mines were kind of legend in their own time, and so now we know Rasputin lives. Uh, you know, the, the grimoire cards. You know, says your gr- discovery is priceless, Guardian. Nothing in the Cosmodrome is more important. Um, mm. Yeah. So now we're on to the the last array. Uh, Mike, you want to take that one? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, should I? Go for it. I mean, like you already said half of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, well, it's basically the same mission <laughs> leading up to it. <laughs> it's the same mission, except you fight the Hive instead of the Fallen. Uh, so it's another Defend the Point. Uh, Ghost scans a um, an old control panel in the top section of the terrestrial complex and begins to open a, um, a, a very large... Um, Array system and hive spawn in, trying to stop you from activating it. Um, you defeat them, and Ghost calls you back to the machine, and uh, basically the, he discovers that the array has given Rasputin access. Um, his uh, he has regained access to all of the colonies within the entire system, so he has access to whatever uh, Golden Age tech that he had access to pre-collapse, and so he begins to have an impact on both. Um, both on Earth and also uh, throughout the system, so it's a, it's a pretty big mission, even though it's uh, glossed over in a lot of uh, in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the uh, the terrestrial array was kind of was Dead Orbit's uh, hope to reconnect to the lost colonies, and so then when we mm-hmm. kind of turned it back on, Rasputin seized control right away, and so now he's back in control of all the uh, you know the the war sets. And, you know when you do the patrol missions and you know, the war sets that come down, those are all part of the, the array that Rasputin controls. And <clears throat> that's actually uh, really shown in uh, Ghost Fragment Rasputin 2. Uh, I won't read the whole card, but it's essentially a hunter is tracking Velas to Arik, and she finds uh, the Cabal fighting the Vex on Mars, and Rasputin just opens up on the battle, killing tons of the Vex and tons of the Cabal. And um, the Vex disappear, and uh, Ta'arik shouts out, uh, find the source, rouse the flares, and find the source. So, Rasputin makes his presence very well known very quickly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I could be mistaken, but I believe if you are on Mars and you look up into the sky, you can kind of see... you know, kind of part of that defense of Rasputin kind of in the sky. That's on uh, the... uh, the opening like image for the uh the map the big map on mars uh mm-hmm. bastion yeah i think that's what it is that's correct yep. yeah that's yeah. that's where you can i'm pretty sure you can see it. it's like you can either see like the orbital 
station or something like that. I remember mm-hmm. someone talking about that. I've I've mm-hmm. I haven't looked at it myself though. Yeah. Yeah. So then uh so after that we uh you know with kind of the uh, the array set up um even though it's in Rasputin's hands, you know, we kind of trust him a little bit um enough to where now we're we can kind of head back to the moon um the dark beyond and so this is the first time uh, Guardians have been on the moon, at least with the uh, the Vanguard Tower's knowledge since uh, the battle, the great battle there. Um, there's been you know, at least one before us there, but it's been a no-fly zone uh, for a long time now. Uh, so mm-hmm. we kind of track the path of this Guardian who had come before us, uh, searching, uh, whoever this Guardian one was, was searching for the same thing we were. Um, searching for a way to get into the hive fortress, basically. Um, so tracking him leads us to to his body, uh, stripped of light, is what uh, our ghost says. With um, made outside the temple crota, and this is when you know, we kind of get one of the most iconic quotes in the game. Um, you know, but I guess well, first we there's the, the uh, hive. Yeah, there's the the cutscene with the, the stranger, right? Hmm. Yeah, that's, kind of, that's our first meeting with her. Yeah, we kind of see. Well, not meeting. Or we kind of we see we see her as the player watching us, and then our guardian kind of turns and looks, and then there's no one there. Um, so we've, this is the second point we've seen the exo stranger watching us. Um, mm-hmm. And then as we approach the temple, the doors begin to open, and then uh, our ghost comments, "You know, we've awoken the hive." It's, it was much much better. Much more iconic with Dinklebot, in my opinion. But exactly. <laughs> but yeah, so the temple opens out, uh, and you know, the hive flood out and waves. Uh, we push inside and find Barak, another air spawn. Uh, you know, I think you mentioned in on in the notes that it's very possible it was intended to be Barak, who's also a second spawn of air, and uh, so it would be kind of more significance uh, with that name. Yeah, it's it's just it's one letter spelt differently. It's Varok, Varok. Yeah. Much, yeah. yeah, I know I they've I, done that in a couple other spots a too. Yeah, yeah. It, they might be they might just be two completely different uh, wizards. Mm-hmm. I don't know to be honest. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. So the the grimoire card for that mission is uh, from the speaker. It says, "Your foray into the Hive Fortress marks the beginning of our next battle against the, an ancient foe." After centuries of silence, they have turned their will against Earth. We, we must be ready for this war. So, after that, a uh, our guardian kind of goes on to a um, how'd you put it? Kind of a, a war against the hive. The next few missions are uh, striking out against the hive on Luna, trying to uh, weaken their position within uh, within. The area of uh, first light is that the that's that's yeah the, that's the uh, area there establishment there mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so the the establishment of a first light um, so the first mission is um, gaining access to the hellmouth our guardian goes down into the hellmouth and um, finds the world's grave which is uh, an accumulation of all the hives knowledge of their people the traveler. Uh, what they know of deep, as Oryx refers to it, and it's a uh, it's a huge resource for our ghost. Um, so we, we fight the hive, um, and uh, 
what Ikora refers to in the Grimoire card is, at long last we have a chance to learn the highest ultimate goals. The Cryptarchs are in a frenzy, working day and night to decipher what you stole from the world's grave. So we learn, at least the characters in the game learn a lot about the Hive from this, um, from these databanks, and it's a huge victory for the Warlocks and the Cryptarchs who learn mm-hmm. more about one of our enemies. Yeah. Yeah, and you, you learn from the you know, the ghost tells us that the, the Hive have been seeding Earth for centuries, you know, waiting for their gods to return. Um, and one of those gods is uh, Crota. Which we yeah. learn about in the next mission. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, the next mission is the Sword of Crota. The Grimoire card is the Swarm Princes are dead, and the Sword of Crota is gone. Though many still believe Crota's return is inevitable, that thousands of weapons will be forged in his name, I have faith that we are now one step closer to ending the Hive's reign over the moon. Uh, that's a quote by Master Rahul, and um, the mission um, in this mission we're setting out to deal with to deal another blow to the hive by taking out four of the swarm uh, princes. First in the Hellmouth, we kill uh, Bannock Ur Prince, which is um, Ur is another one of the, the worm gods. Later down in the tunnels of the hive fortress, we take the Sword of Crota and use it to kill Garrock Zol Prince, Dakur Yule Prince, and Merak Air Prince. Uh, this is the third time uh, we've actually seen a spawn of air. Uh, so far, and the sword disappears, and our assumption is that we destroyed it, or at least removed it from the hive's holding. Uh, but later on, it shows that it's not—it's definitely not the only sword, because mm-hmm. um, the swords of Crota spawn, and we use the, their sword bearers in their raid, and it's, you know, it's—it it yeah. must have hurt yeah, we them, definitely were but it ignorant didn't. to the powers of the hive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so then from there, yeah, so from there, I'll go go ahead. Anyone? Anyone? All right, so after that, we had to, uh, you know, just kind of like another fortress for the hive. It's, uh, um, go through the, just try to destroy the shrine of Oryx. Um, so even though, uh, Osiris, who's a very infamous warlock, has been exiled or has left the tower, um, a lot of the things he'd said is still vital. Uh, for our guardian's advancement. Um, and so we are sent by his teachings uh, into the pits of the hive, uh, searching for this shrine of Oryx. Um, but there's also the House of Exile, and uh, one of the one of their barons, uh, Frigorous, we've also, we're also searching for this shrine. Um, and they've set up what looks to be like a, a transport system. Uh, so we make our way to the shrine, and Sardok, the Eye of Oryx, comes out to kill us. And uh, this hive is massive compared to any others we've seen or, or have seen since other than Grota, I believe. Um, so after we kill him, we destroy the shrine. Uh, and Ghost tells us that we severed their connection. The shrine, it was ki- uh, communing with something out there, their god or king. Well, not anymore. Whatever it is, it's still out there. Yeah, so this is kind of just an early uh, mention of Oryx and him being, you know, the god of the hive, the king of the hive. The cool little Easter egg, I guess. Hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Grumar uh, card for that mission says, uh, said, though Osiris has vanished, his prophecies and parables offer undeniable insight. Even in his time among the vanguard, 
He spoke with fear of the king named Oryx. His eyes still hunt for the shrines. If Osiris lives, he will know what he will know that you struck a blow against one, Master Rahul. A little bit of our first real insight into uh, Osiris and that little yeah, is that section there? Is that kind of proof that he also served in the Vanguard as well? I, would... I think we could say that. Hmm. Sorry, Anon. <laughs> I never denied that. <laughs> I know. I just I know that was one of your kind of theories or it was one of the things ideas. we mentioned last week yeah. at least. Maybe he, uh, he was he was obviously in the Vanguard. He was the uh, Vanguard commander. For that battle. I guess yeah, for that battle it still makes sense. Hmm. All right. Move, Anyways, moving on. Um let's see. Moving on to the tenth mission in the campaign, uh the final mission on the moon is uh arguably the most important mission up to this point in the story. Mm-hmm. Um is the Chamber of Night. Um the hive are engaged in a ritual that is training the travel, tra- draining the traveler, not training the traveler, of its light. And uh, the speaker uh, somehow learns of this and sends us out to stop it. Um, so we head back to the Temple of Crota on the moon. And um, before we can, we start receiving a, a garbled signal. And Ghost at first is unable to scramble it, so we move out into the open, um, and it ends up being. Uh, who we later learn is the to be uh, the exo stranger. Um, she says she talks about the hive and how we're, they're not the greatest enemy, and she informs us about a, a different one, and one that we have to face if we're going to survive uh, this mission down into the Hellmouth and Crota's um, into the Temple of Crota. So we uh, Ghost identifies the signal from coming from uh, the Ishtar sink on Venus, and we catalog it for a later date and head down into um, head down into the Temple of Crota. As we proceed into the catacombs, uh, along the way we see a, a hive cedar, uh, which you see quite a few of around the Cosmodrome on Earth, which is just uh, another reference to the fact that the hive were planning on invading Earth, which um, they already have in um, our current state of destiny, of course. But obviously there are thousands more of these cedars just waiting mm-hmm. on Luna for another invasion. Um, eventually we, we reach the location of the um, we reach location of the ritual and there are three siphon witches um, that are huddled around a, this dark mass in the center of the room. Uh, we eventually we kill all the siphon witches um, but after that comes out Telthor, the unborn, a, um, a normally sized ogre, um, <laughs> compared to, uh, other ogre type, uh, ogre type, uh, enemies that we face, like, um, ones in the raid and others in strikes. Uh, eventually we put down Telthor, um, and go up to this pedestal on the top of the top of the room. And Ghost scans it and eventually reveals it to be a missing shard of the Traveler, which was likely broken off during the collapse. Um, And he transmats it back to Earth, where we can assume that uh, the speaker uses it to um, help repair the Traveler. Uh, Yeah, anything? Um, I'll go ahead and read the Grimoire card for this uh, at the end of the mission. Uh, this is a quote from my core array. Your discovery is perhaps the greatest of our time. If the hive were unable to infect the traveler through this long lost shard of its battered shell, Ulan Tan's theory may be true. 
All, all light remains connected across time and space. We cannot let our enemies use this power against us. So yeah, we uh, have strike a, a relatively big blow against the hive during this mission, and both this and another mission that we'll touch upon uh, is a huge uh, boon to our traveler, and eventually begins to help reform it and regain its light. Mm-hmm. Anyone else want to comment on Chamber of Night before we move on? I don't think that's got it. Yeah. Okay. So our next mission is A Stranger's Call. That's our first mission on Venus. Uh, the Grimmer card reads, The Ishtar Collective studied the Vex with all the instruments and power of the Golden Age, and we must understand the Vex if we are to survive. There are tales of the Black Garden and the darkness that lives in its heart. If, it, if this is where the Vex are born, then finding it is the utmost inf- of the utmost importance. So there's actually a lot just being said from the Grimmar card itself. Uh, this proves that we saw that we knew about the Vex in the Golden Age. Uh, <clears throat> that we studied them. It doesn't necessarily say that they were violent in the Golden Age, but this that we studied mm-hmm. them. Uh, but it also talks about the Black Garden and the Black Heart, which we um, is the whole point of the Vanilla Campaign. And then, uh, really interestingly, it's, it's speculated in the Tower that the Black Garden is actually where the Vex are born. And uh, that's, that's really <laughs> something to consider. Yeah. Uh, we don't really have... Did I not? Did you not make a note? I made notes on this one because I have that note on the non-baryonic matter. <laughs> it's uh, the strangers. If you click on the strangers. Yeah. Uh, in this mission, though, we... Uh... <laughs> God, I don't even know what the hell we do. <laughs> okay, well, we, 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 go we go to... We go to um, Venus. Okay, I got it now. We go to Venus, and we have to um, connect to the old um, systems that allowed us to track the Vex, because the Vex teleport around, and we, we can't always see them. So we set up our uh, our radar to be able to detect the Vex. We get our Sparrow up, and we head into the uh, the Ishtar area. The extra stranger comes to us and starts talking to us. Uh, or no, we scan before that happens. I'm sorry. We scan a spire, and our ghost uh, specifically calls it out as being um, a, a conflux. And it's uh, the ghost says, "Fascinating, a conflux of non-baryonic streams going where uh, the Vex notice our intervention." with uh, their conflux and they they come in in waves excuse me we fight the vex off and then once we defeat them the stranger comes out and this is where uh her famous line i don't even have time to explain why i don't have time to explain uh comes from (laughs) she essentially just like tells us how she that we're we're all needed uh together to fight the vex uh she sends us on the trail of the black garden but a very uh, interesting uh, thing here that I found. 
uh yeah and we learned was, that the uh, effects are evil so e- so dark it despises other evil <laughs> yeah um specific so the extra stranger is talking to someone else and our ghost questions who she's talking to and uh she doesn't she disregards us and she tells us that we need her help and our guardian asks is that why you brought us here? And she goes, they brought us here, the Vex. Evil so dark, it despises other evil. So, to me, that sounds like it's she's saying they're both in this point right now fighting the Vex because the Vex brought them together. So if the Vex brought them together, f- did, they, did the Vex bring them together for the purpose of destroying the Black Heart? Yeah, there's a lot of questions. There. Yeah, it's, it's like why would the Vex bring this here? Yeah, that's just what and, the Vex do. <laughs> yeah, it's it's hard to say exactly um, why we why the Vex would bring us here if that's what they did. Um, and then one other thing is the conflicts being called uh, non-baryonic matter uh, is essentially saying that the conflux is made of dark matter. There's there's a uh, three types of like things i don't really know what to call them uh matter dark matter and dark energy and all matter is baryonic matter so to call it non-baryonic matter is to say it's either dark matter or dark energy so very cool and so then we meet the uh a new character uh we travel to the reef and we meet marasav queen of the awoken uh, we, we meet her brother, Aldrin, uh, Prince of Crows, as well. Uh, and he informs us that to get the location of the Black Garden, we need to bring them the Eye of the Gate Lord. And uh, you can tell from this meeting that Aldrin doesn't care for us very much. Mm-mm. Not very fond of Guardians for some reason. No. Nope. wonder why. I don't know. Uh, then we have the, uh, the next mission is the Ishtar Collective. And uh, uh, yes, yeah, yeah. So we're sent down, and uh, we're basically sent to uh, is it just collect, is break into the academy, right? And then uh, collect information, or no, that's the archive. Um, this one, uh, the Star Collective is the mission where we uh, fight the what uh, are those things called, the Cyclops. And uh, scan its scan its eye for information on the Vex. Oh yeah, that's yeah. right. We go back to uh, campus at Campus Nine through there. And... Exactly. Yeah. Nice. That was a short mission. Yeah. So we basically run through and yeah, we fight some waves of Vex coming through different portals and yeah, uh, basically call out a, a giant Gate Lord and kill him and take his eye. Oh, that comes later. Is that one later? Which one am I? Thinking? Yeah, th- that, that's that's two missions from now. Oh, that's this right. this is we kill the Cyclops to get information to find oh, the Gate Lord. Right. Oh Ooh, yeah, they just have the notes. waves of the. That's right. Okay, well, the next one has it. Yeah, we also learned that uh, we learned a little bit about the information about the Vex from uh, uh, from Ghost scanning. Like the the uh, excuse me the now I'm not going to be able to talk tonight. Uh, <laughs> goodness gracious! Um, for instance, the Cyclops' eyes uh, 
consists mainly of a small um, microbiological, um, it's a bacteria called radiolaria, which I'm sure we'll get into another time, um, that the Vex can teleport across star systems in an instant. And um, what's the other portion of what he says? There's, uh, let me get the transcript up here. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Is it the where they share one mind? Yes, they share. Yeah, the one Vex mind, share so one mind have... across a million units. That's why they react exactly. so fast. Yeah, it says they can so warp they... across star systems in an instant. Yep. So that's about it for that mission, the Star Collective mission. Um, we next we move on to the archive. Uh, we got a little get a little sidetracked, according to Anon in his notes from our main story, and we're set to secure the archive archive of the Ishtar Collective for the city and the Cryptarchs, which um, we haven't really touched on the Ishtar Collective, but they're a group. Of, oh wait, did we we touched on that last week, didn't we? We we mentioned I them. Think we did. Yeah. yeah. So not they're, they're just a, they're not much at all. We'll 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 make sure to go into detail about them in the future. Yeah. Uh, a group of researchers from the Golden Age that studied the Vex and uh, the mysteries of them and moved on from there. Uh, so in this mission, we run into uh, our first boss during the mission, uh, Simix Three, a high servitor born, born from Simix Prime of the House of Winter. Uh, Simix Prime is currently missing in action, um, along with most of the House of Winter. Uh, Kel is dead, their Archon is dead, their Prime is missing in action. They're in shambles, especially after this mission. Um, so our ghost uh, hacks into a hand scanner um, and opens the doors to um, opens the door to the archive. And the computer recognizes us as Doctor Shim, uh, one of the members of the Ishtar Collective. Uh, Anon wants me to note that the computer recognized us as him because our ghost hack- hacked the hand scanner. Yep. In my opinion. Um, he hasn't been noted here. Don't listen to Anon, though. Our <laughs> guardian is totally... Our, no, our ghost is totally uh, Dr. Shim. Yeah, well, that's, that's kind of like a popular theory, is people are like, oh, we're Dr. Sh- we, our guardian must be Dr. Shim, because that's mm-hmm. what the computer recognizes, but, you know, our ge- ghost uses, you know, hacks into the hand scanner and uses whatever was on there, and so yeah. odds are exactly. the computer just recognized from the whatever code that our ghost used, not because of who we are. Yeah, common misconception there. So, the computer begins uh, correlation of the Vex mind core samples that we've uh, recovered from our combat against the Vex so far, and the Fallen, the Fallen, the uh, the House of Winter, the attack, they want to secure the uh, area. We have to fight a uh, captain whose name escapes me and kill him. Um, And then our ghost calls us back to... um, calls us back to the system and he goes the art this archive is amazing pathways to other galaxies mappings of a vex underworld a place they called the vault of glass hopefully the cryptar can make sense of it um <laughs> so this is our first instance of mentioning the vault of glass before we actually uh raided ourselves in the future in the near future um we learn a lot about uh at least the cryptarchs learn a lot about um the vex uh in at least through the the limited research that the collective was able to manage, they learned a little bit about the Vex, their underworld, um, and what exactly their potential is. So 
it's relatively an important mission because we learn more. Again, it's a lot very similar to the world's grave. We learn a lot about one of our enemies. Mm-hmm. And then um, the just to reinforce this, the um, let me find the Grimoire card here. I know you've noted it down here. Dragon. Here it is. Um, the Vex have us all worried. Uh, are we? Oops, that's not it. Archive. Should be right above the Cryptarchs yeah. are overjoyed, Guardian. An entire ar- hidden archive full of Vex research, even chronicles of the legendary Vault of Glass. Perhaps this will finally help us crack its riddles. Master Rock. Yeah. Yeah, and something that just kind of hit me, it was like, it's kind of amazing that they knew about the, ro- the Vault of Glass, like, you know, in the, the Golden Age, really, with the, when the Academy was mm-hmm. active. Like, I never really put that together. That's pretty crazy. Important to note that this... The Vex have been around for a long, 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 mm-hmm. long time. Even though they maybe haven't been active since the collapse, we'll perhaps learn that soon. Yeah. Yeah. So next we, uh, yeah, we kind of head into, uh, kind of focus a little bit on the Fallen for a little bit. Um, and so the pr- priority of this mission, uh, Scourge of Winter, is taking out the House of Winter's Kell. Uh, so it's to stop the vast amounts of scavenging Venus that's going on. Uh, so we're, we're sent to kill Draxus. Uh, we find his catch low to the ground, and we make our way inside. Uh, we find him, kill him, and our ghost tells us that uh, Draxus was one of the worst plagues the system has ever seen. Uh, without their kill, houses usually turn against each other. We, might, we may finally have broken their hold on the Academy. Uh, and the grimoire for this was, uh, I will admit to a very personal satisfaction at the death of Draxus. He hurt my city, and he hurt my friends. Few guardians have ever assaulted a kel in the throne room of his own catch. The entire tower is abuzz at the chance to explore this downed winter ship. But more important, we've removed another fallen nightmare from our worlds. We thank you, guardian. And that's from Commander Zavala. That's pretty, it's a pretty major victory, I'd like to say. The, mm-hmm. uh, um, the kels of... Um... The kells of the houses minus uh, the exiles, as they don't have a kill. Um, they're very important leaders. They provide uh, the houses with direction. Uh, they're they're very they're the top of the, uh, along with the primes and the archons, are the top of the fallen leadership. So taking out the winter kell was a huge victory, uh, especially against the house of winter. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Uh- <clears throat> Draxus was actually a very, very important character in the beginning of the Taken King, because when they introduced the Three of Coins, everyone was able to farm the <laughs> shit out of him and get everything. <laughs> You're the worst. Honestly, I, I got like 23 new exotics on the first day, so. Uh, <laughs> God. Uh, our, next, our next mission is Eye of the Gateward. Um, the Grimoire reads, while, we defeat, while defeat of any champion of the dark is cause for celebration, be leery of the promises of the queen. The Awoken play both sides of this battle, and a debt to her is potentially ruinous. But if it gets you into the Black Garden, you have the city's full support. That's a quote from the speaker. Now this is getting back to our main mission. Uh, all the rest was important, but that's just the the job of a guardian. Like, there's bad guys, and we need to go stop them. But mm-hmm. our main uh, campaign is to get into the Black Garden and stop it from doing the harm it does. Um, so, 
In this mission, we learn that the Vex transformed Mercury into a machine in days. They would have spread to every planet if the Traveler hadn't stopped them. Argo says, Here's what we have on Gate Lords. Three stories tall. Protect the realms the Vex keep locked out of time. Time? That can't be right. Um... This is later This is later proven in the Black Garden, and uh, we'll touch on it then. Argos finds us a conflux and hacks, us, hacks into it, finding where the Gate Lord would be found, the Endless Steps. So we make our way there, and we summon the Gate Lord and defeat him, collecting his eye. This uh, sends us back to Mara and her annoying brother. <laughs> and uh, Aldrin. Yeah, he's not happy that we succeeded. But he is pretty happy that when we give him the eye, he reveals that it's broken. He gives us the coordinates anyway, but we can't get into the Black Garden without a working eye, so we need to figure out a way to power back up. And that leads us to Mars, uh, mm. where not far outside of the ruined city of Freehold, uh, which is the second large ruined settlement that we've ran into after the... Uh, Ishtar Commons. Um, so we uh, we fly to Mars, somehow breaking through the uh, exclusion zone of a new enemy, the Cabal. Um, and uh, that's the name of this mission. It's the exclusion zone. Didn't even plan that. Wow, I'm so good. <laughs> uh, so this is our first mission uh, going on to Mars and facing the Cabal. I already said that. We don't exactly know what it is or was, according to Anon. Uh, it's it's we can basically think that it's a blockade of some sort, uh, whether that be around the entire planet of Mars or that's on the surface of Mars on just in certain locations. It's not really known to us, but uh, make our way into a base in order to learn more information about the Cabal and what we're up against on Mars. Uh, we lead us right into the path of one of the Baracuses of um, the Cabal on Mars. Uh, I'm not going to try to pronounce this though. The org, the org, the org, the org, the org, He holds an access key, which is uh, needed for us to pass. Um, needed for us to pass through and locate the Black Garden Gate. So this gives us our gives us access through the exclusion zone and uh, to the rest of Mars. Yeah, and so it's the, I like the uh, Grimoire card in that one because, again, the, the speaker warns us against the Awoken's tactics. <laughs> he says, you know, they see us all as playthings in some cosmic joke. So he doesn't, he doesn't trust the Awoken or Aldrin or the Queen, but we're still, at this point, trusting them. He's a, he's a big fan of keeping the city in the city. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so from there we move on to uh, the next mission, the Gardens Spire. And uh, this is, uh, the, the Cabal had a, uh, under their protection, a Vex Spire, which was connected directly to the Black Garden Gate. Uh, and so our Guardian uses this to charge the dead Gate Lord's eye. Um, but it's located uh, where the Cabal are strongest. Um, so we fight our way through the Cabal to the Spire where Primus Shaul waits for us. Uh, a Primus is the, the highest-ranked officer we know of the Cabal. Uh, so we kill him, uh, we charge the Eye. Um, so if if the Primus was there waiting for us, he had to have had some knowledge of the importance of that Spire. 
Uh, so that's interesting. But the Grimoire card says, uh, no one's ever penetrated the Blind Legion's Blind Legion perimeter and made it into that war base until now. I'm going to tell everyone you took out an admiral and seized the spire, and they won't believe me. And then I will win so very many bets. Speaking of, <laughs> I will have a thousand glimmer down on your death in the Black Garden. Nothing personal. That's Kate Six. <laughs> He's a bit of a gambler. We know that from the Vanguard there, as we mentioned last week. Yeah. His personality really didn't show in any of his um, dialogue in Vanilla, but Taken King it really showed through. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You don't see it in any of his two narrations yeah, in one of the strikes. They're very, they're just very uh, monotone and emotionless. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy they they paid more attention to that in the Taken King. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Um, so our next mission is a rising tide. The Grimmer card reads, of all the tactics we have to use against the Vex, shutting down their gates may be the most effective. You may have sealed Freehold from being overrun. I sense a pattern here. A connection between this Vex outbreak, the Black Garden, and the Vault of Glass. I need to know more. So we head out to scan a conflux in the distance, scanning this sends us into the direction of Freehold and the Tharsis Junction. Uh, in the Tharsis Junction, we destroy the Vex gates to stop them from spawning in on us, and we get to the end of the tunnels. Uh, we get to the end, and there's just another um, conflux there for us to scan, and that pretty much just ends the mission. It's just um, basically a recon mission on, on the Vex for us, sort of a sidestep from the main story. But Ikora Ray does say that it's somehow connected to the Black Garden, and later on in the Taken King, we learn that it's actually just beyond this point in the Tharsis Junction that the Black Garden exists when it's actually tethered into our reality. What Anon said. <laughs> um, do we have really think anything else to add on to that? It was a, it was a side mission, so it doesn't really get mm. a lot. <laughs> yeah. Well, moving on from there, uh, we actually for the first time we go into the ruined city of Freehold, which uh, the most important aspect of is that um, before I butcher this, the Bray. What is the name of the corporation? Clovis Bray. Bray. Clovis Bray. Uh, Clovis Bray. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Clovis Bray, uh, which is another, is a rival uh, research corporation to uh, Ishtar, um, was the, uh, they made their home in Freehold. And uh, so basically our, our guardian uncovers that the Cabal have found something valuable in the buried city on Mars or Freehold, known for its advancements in the Golden Age. A large Clovis Bray facility is the center of their attention here. It's at the top of the Dust Palace, a large skyscraper that the Cabal found something interesting, uh, which is possibly related to the Exo Tower, says Anon. Yeah, the uh, Deepstone Crypts Tower. Yes. Um, the Clovis Spray is responsible for interplanetary defenses, uh, AI development, and uh, focused heavily on the studying the Traveler during the Golden Age. Um, the Vex invade, but is it for what we are looking for or simply to study our fighting techniques is really unknown to us. Uh, we also run into um, the Cabal later in during this mission, uh, specifically Brachus Tha... 
bloody bloody cabal Stupid names. Tha'arun. Tha'arun. Protected an AI that was once known to um, once once connected to the war mine of Mars. Uh, and Russian comes out of the machine. Uh, we what uh, Anon has put down is that, in his opinion, it's a different um, than Rasputin. Uh, obviously, there are references here and there, not in the game, but in promotional material to a, uh, a war mind on Mars named Charlemagne. Uh, but as of right now, he's uh, he's not really canon. Um, there's not really much information on him. What the, most uh, have we got from it? The sleeper, <laughs> the sleeper uh, simulation core, right? No, not simulation core. Um, whatever the core was in the sleeper quest had. Uh, the Charlemagne abbreviation attached to the Mars War yeah, yeah. My apologies, I forget that. Yeah. Uh, so never mind. Charlemagne is possibly. <laughs> uh, we don't know if he's active. Uh, he, she, it. He's something. Uh, don't though. know if he's still active. <laughs> yeah, he's he's something. Don't know if he's still active. Uh, as of right now, Rasputin is the only active war mind uh, within the systems, within our system rather. Um, mm. So it could be him. Could be Rasputin. Could yeah. be another war mine we don't know about. Could be the Nine. Who really knows? Yeah. Uh, what I meant there about it being different from Rasputin is uh, you hear Rasputin speaking Russian in one of the earlier on uh, Earth missions uh, from the transmitters. And listening to this one, it just sounded like it was a different voice speaking. It was still Russian, but it sounded like it was someone different. Like, I, I could just be remembering how Rasputin sounded. I didn't uh, do like a side by side comparison but it just it just struck me as as a different voice entirely i mean i can i can talk in rasputin's voice from the uh <laughs> from the arc the arc streams missions if you'd like to, if you'd like me to you, know, you, you want me to narrate Anna? <laughs> you can do whatever you like man <laughs> <laughs> moving on from there uh dragon you want to cover this one yeah, got that one. So now we're uh, now we're headed to the Black Garden. Uh, so it's the final story mission in uh, of the Vanilla Campaign. Uh, so we set out to finish, you know, what we what we started with Vex. Uh, a darkness in the Black Garden is hurting the traveler and empowering the Vex, and so this is our only chance to put that down. Uh, the garden, or we head straight for the gate that will bring us to the Black Garden. Uh, the garden is technically located on Mars, but thanks to the Vex intervention, it's currently sitting in a limbo outside all known space and time. Uh, so our ghost hacks into the architecture and a spire forms, activating its conflux with the Gate Lord's eye, opens the final room. Uh, we see the Black Heart for the first time. It's a formless, inky blob surrounded by goblins and worship. And if you're a, uh, if you kind of joined during the Taken King, uh, and then played the old missions earlier, and you'll, you'll notice that it looks very similar to the uh, the Taken Blights from Oryx, but that's uh, later. <laughs> uh, so energy passes from the heart to one of the three Gate Lord statues, and it uh, instantly comes to life. Uh, so we have, uh, is it Eshaton Mind, a seamless head? Uh, Eminent Mind, Circled Head, and Primeval Mind, the Open Fanned Head. 
Uh, so we kill all three, defeating the heart. Uh, Light returns to the Traveler. The garden is tethered back to our reality of Mars. And we uh, succeeded in a massive victory. The stranger gives us her gun. She gives us a glimpse, even though it was only a rare blue at the time, which is pretty demoralizing. <laughs> uh, she gives us a glimpse of the things she's seen, uh, warning us that there's much more to come. Um, if uh, you don't mind me just saying something, that was my bad. I forgot to add this in. Um, the seamless head, circled head, open fanned head. I put those in there as a reminder for me to uh, add this in. The seamless head um, is uh, what I was calling to uh, refer to the Virgo prohibition type of Minotaur, whereas the uh, circle head uh, is the descendants type and the open fan was the precursor type. Uh, so the Eschaton mind, uh, its name uh, comes from eschatology. The part of theology con- uh, concerned concerned with uh, death, judgment, and the final destiny of the soul and of humankind. So it's the end of time. Uh, imminent mind is obviously the present, and the primeval, primeval mind is the past. So the three minds we have are past, present, and future. And they make up the soul progeny. Mm-hmm. Nice. We also, I was trying to quick get it before that... you said it. <laughs> Sorry. You also forgot to mention in here that uh, uh, at the end of the mission, we get to hear a lovely speech from Bill Nye. So, I mean, <laughs> that's there's always a plus in hearing that man's voice. Yeah. Yeah, the grimoire card for the Black Garden is, uh, at last, the heart of the garden has been destroyed. Its stranglehold on the Traveler released. Our light brightens, but the power of the Vex is not broken. Look into the vault, Guardian, for it is said to hold powers the progeny were meant to bring forth. That's from Bill Nye the Speaker. Bill Nye. Nothing like uh, hearing his voice behind the mask, even though we <laughs> haven't heard it in two years now. Right. Um, let's see. We don't need to kind of have some descriptions on just different enemies and stuff like that. We don't really need to go into that so much. But, you know, the Hive, we know they're just an ancient, festering evil. Um, they hate, you know, they're. Antipathy to the light transcends hatred. Uh, there's an inter- eternal struggle between the light and the dark. That's not only a war, but it's a crusade for the hive. Uh, so all light must be devoured so darkness can reclaim the universe. Ooh, ooh let me do the fallen. Do it. Oh, <laughs> uh, so the growing card for the fallen. The fallen are ruthless scavengers, brutal and uncaring. They arrived on their massive catches in the wake of the collapse to loot and pillage our devastated worlds. There are hints of ancient nobility to the fallen. The scars of lost grandeur. The kells of the scattered houses still claim to be royalty, but they leave only grief and wreckage in their in their wake. I love the fallen. <laughs> They're my favorite race, I have to admit. Yeah. Maybe the Vex, but I, I like the Fallen just because of their tragic story. Yeah, that is so great. Which, yeah. Take mm. take the Vex then, Mike. It's all yours. I will take the Vex then. Um, the Grimoire card for the Vex describes them as architects of an ancient and complex... Uh, uh, they're the... Uh, goodness gracious. <laughs> they are... <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I'm very sorry about this. I... Uh, and I'm not sure if I'm distracted this evening or if I'm just out of it, but uh, nervous from being in the, the uh, presence of such beautiful gentlemen. Oh yeah, I wish Baxter was here to make <laughs> it even better. 
We're going to get him on. This. I love you, man. Not as much as Anon, of course, but, you know, I got a lot of respect for you, brother. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> the Grimoire uh, the card describes the Vex as architects of ancient and complex structures thought to be buried within every celestial body within the system. Linked by a network unlike any on Earth, they operate in unison, directed by a single, unfathomable purpose. Mm-hmm. That's really scary. Uh, it's something that I feel like people overlook. How it says uh, structures thought to be buried within every celestial body. Like just because we don't see the Vex on Earth does not mean that they don't have um, things buried beneath Earth. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're on Earth, yeah. no doubt. Yeah. <laughs> so they're they're just waiting. They're just waiting it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then we have the Cabal. Uh, they are tactically efficient, disciplined, and unrelenting. The Cabal are the greatest known military force in the system. Uh, their origins and ultimate objectives are a mystery, but it seems clear they have a- conquered more worlds than humanity has ever known. Uh, cabal soldiers were pressurized, or wear pressurized armor that replicates the environment of their high-gravity homeworld. Their field tactics depend on ranks of legionaries, or legionaries supported by air power, elite infantry, and ultra-heavy armor. Exciting. Uh, the Cabal's a race that I feel we've, you know, we've, we got a little taste of them in uh, you know, Vanilla and you know, up to Taken King, but I think uh, the future of Destiny is where we'll see the, the true strength of the Cabal. I don't... They're kind of a... Uh, sorry. No, no, you first. They're kind of a punching bag right now. They, <laughs> uh, they, mm-hmm. There's a report in one of the Grimoire cards from uh, Taken King that basically says, we have no idea how to kill these guys. Uh, so the reason why they even <laughs> crashed their ship onto the Dreadnought was to uncover uh, the ways that the Hive were able to <laughs> yeah. circumvent Ghost Resurrection. Uh, so as of right now, the Cabal um, are actually not able to kill Guardians uh, so easily, at least. Uh, so I, I, it's debatable you can say they're our weakest enemy at the moment. Yeah, and that's actually what I was going to say. I don't think the Cabal have seen the full power of the Cabal yet. I think mm-hmm. with this perfect storm sure. of enemies and like different um, <clears throat> sources of power coming all together in this very small system, I think the Cabal are like about to find some some new powers to fight with. And I'm excited to see what what uh, they're going to be coming at us with. Yeah, me too. Yeah, um, and so we kind of talked about her a little bit. Um, but let's uh, let's go talk about this Dexo Stranger <laughs> a little bit. Apparently, um, Mike's waifu. <laughs> Mike's waifu. <laughs> <laughs> um, she's so she's mine. Don't don't. The Exo Strangers. Uh, she's the kind of. Um, who was our Ishtar Collective Baxter kind of put out this description for it's uh, an enigmatic, enigmatic figure with the ability to phase in and out of reality. Uh, some guardians have reported that the actions of the Exo Stranger have averted catastrophe, but as yet we have no information on her motivation or affiliations. Uh, analysis suggests that the stranger can navigate through time or perhaps even between different timelines. We do not currently understand the mechanism by which this is achieved of her purpose in doing so. So there are plenty of theories out there. She's uh, Maya Sudaresh, just saying. <laughs> that's, uh, that's probably the most popular theory. 
Uh, the Grim- there's, there's plenty of evidence. Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely lots of hints. Definitely. But, uh, the Grimoire for her is stories of an exo who walks in the darkness without a ghost have long haunted the tower. Legends say this anomaly dissolves in and out of the world, intangible and elusive, as if she is a visitor from somewhere beyond. Some believe she's the last of an ancient exo squadron fighting a long-forgotten war. Others dismiss her as a hallucination caused by exposure to Vex technology. But there are those who maintain that her intervention saved their lives or averted unspeakable catastrophes. She's a character that she was kind of brought in a lot in vanilla and then has, you know, we got a new grimoire card for her, but as far as the story goes, we haven't gotten any, anything from her since vanilla, I believe. Uh, so that's a character that I know a lot of, a lot of story fans and lore fans are hoping we get some, some closure on, or at least more information on here in the future. I'm sure we mm-hmm. Speaking of another character, we need closure on the queen. <laughs> um, the queen, um, I'll just go ahead and read her grimoire card here. Um, one of her greatest quotes uh, was spoken to the, uh, is the first thing we've listened here is uh, the thing she spoke to um, the Kell of the House of Wolves before uh, at the beginning of the Reef Wars. He basically tells uh, her to stand down and to face the might of the dark. And he sa- she transmissions back, I am noble too, O Lord of Wolves. Starlight was my mother, and my father was the dark. So, who is she? The Queen of the Awoken is as much of an enigma as the reef she rules. It is said that she won her crown through ruthlessness, and that she stands as master of the fallen House of Wolves, in place of their defeated Kel, uh, Skolos, of course. The city's, ri- the, sp- the city's rise spells an end to the reef's age of isolation. The queen will surely look to this new area's era, era as an opportunity, and the city, in turn, must look to her. The reef-born Awoken has spent long ages out on the edge of everything, and they may know secrets of terrible weight, the queen most of all. Obviously, the queen... Um, I, I think it's almost fair to call her an ally uh, in the current state. Mm-hmm. Uh, she quote air quotes as hard as as hard as I can right now sacrificed herself uh, in order to trap um, Oryx in our system in order to make in order to help Guardians um, really mm-hmm. uh, combat him and uh, again she's quote 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 dead uh, according to reports from official reports from the Reef and uh, her. Uh, one of her close paladins, uh, Petra Venge, has taken over currently as uh, regent commander of the Reef in her absence. Yeah. So uh, then there's also the guy we all hate, Aldrin, the Queen's brother. You mean Christopher uh, Barrett? <laughs> Is it? That's, uh, no, there, I that was his name before. Oh. Sorry. There was a. Uh, he. Uh, when he he did a uh, the live stream for House of Wolves reveal and he kind of had Christopher Christopher Barrett had this uh kind of the slick back hair black hairstyle and oh. everyone like it was it immediately was like all the memes was like you know Prince Aldrin Prince Aldrin so oh god <laughs> I, I he embraced it that. too which is the best part uh, okay well, he says I will not sacrifice my birthright for the promise of security um 
As the queen's confidant, spymaster, and deadliest enforcer, her brother wields enormous power, particularly for a male in the reef's matriarchal society. Recent reports suggest he may differ from the queen on key matters of strategy, but it remains to be seen whether this gap is a source of conflict or part of the reason the queen values him so highly. Uh, yeah, yeah he, we definitely know that they have a connection. Uh, yeah, him and the queen. Yeah, he just doesn't agree with, uh, essentially, with her immense willingness to help us and sacrifice all she does for us because mm. she's just done it time and time again. Yeah. She, uh, he's um, just to further add on the end of this, uh, unlike. His uh, unlike his sister, uh, Aldrin's status is not currently up in the air. Uh, after the Battle of Saturn, we actually do know that for certain that Aldrin survived. Uh, unlike most of his brethren, uh, his ship crash landed on Mars, yep. um, mm -hmm. and he's currently, uh, you know, several a year later, still repairing his ship with help from his crows, uh, and also is uh, currently hunting for his sister. Yeah. Yeah, and so the the crows are uh, they're Aldrin's spies, and so if you're playing Destiny, yes. you'll see kind of black crows in all sorts of different places. So every time you see a crow, just know that you are being watched by a spy of Aldrin. Maybe <laughs> they're um, they're both people, and they're both individuals. They're uh, this is a common misconception. They're both individuals and. Um, crows so that's that's really the issue it's like we've we've got a number of times of them being called like mechanical little crow robots mm -hmm. and then there's one instance uh joylon who made uh the lord of wolves shotgun or the queen breaker's bow uh fusion rifle modified not made i forgot which uh but there's only him there's there's one crow who's who's in some way um, human, but the rest mm -hmm. have just been called like robots that can be held in your hand and practically crushed. Mm -hmm. So, I don't, I don't know what Bungie's really going for there. If one, Maybe if they're one, still deciding. Yeah, if <laughs> one guy was like, "Oh wait, they're robots." Oh well, it's a little late for that, or <laughs> or, or what? But yeah, we'll see in time. <laughs> yeah, uh, so that kind of yeah, go for it. We did also um, learn in that card about him after the uh, battle for Saturn that it was actually Aldrin who first discovered the the Black Garden, which mm -hmm. to discover something that doesn't exist in our reality, that's that's pretty impressive. Yeah. I think he's got some powers and tricks that yeah. we don't really understand or know yet. Yeah, there's there's more there's more to both uh, Mara and Ultron that we haven't mm -hmm. seen the full uh, spectrum of. Definitely. Uh, then uh, it kind of the the story mentions it a couple times, and you know the speaker at when we finish the Black Garden mission, uh, he kind of directs us to it, uh, to the Vault of Glass, and uh, that was the you know the the raid on Year One, the that kind of final. Uh, encapsulation of the, the story for Vanilla Destiny. Um, yeah, I'll let you. Uh, I'll let someone else take this one. <laughs> oh, the Vault of Glass. Yeah. 
Everybody knows it. Everybody's played it. It's a great raid. My favorite, personally. Um, but what is it? Uh, we're not going to go into too much detail because we could spend, you know, 50 hours trying to explain exactly what the Vault of Glass is. Mm-hmm. But and You spend uh, 49 of it talking about time and time travel. and <laughs> <laughs> the, the Vault of Glass, the, the Grimoire card, which is narrated by um, a hunter named Bahanan. Uh, common misconception that his name, last name is not Arata. Arata is <laughs> a uh, a word that means saga. Uh, so Pahanan. Um, his name was... Uh, there's 50 ways to pronounce this. Uh, his name was uh, Kaber. Is that correct? I call him Kabar but... still. <laughs> Wally. Wally having a good influence on me there. <laughs> <laughs> well, his name was Kaber. He wasn't my friend, but I knew him and respected him as a guardian and a good man. He fought He fought the Vex alone. He fought the Vex. Oh, goodness gracious. <laughs> this distra- I, I might be dysleptic. <laughs> uh, this, distra- <laughs> this, <laughs> this destroyed him. In the time before he vanished, he said things that I think she... Would you like me to read it? That I think she- yeah, that might be a good idea. <laughs> he fought the Vex alone. This destroyed him. In the time before he vanished, he said things that I think should be remembered. These are some of them. In the vault, time frays and a needle moves through it. The needle is the will of Atheon. I do not know the name of the shape that comes after the needle. No one can open the vault alone. I open the vault alone. There is no one with me, but I was not alone. You will meet the Templar in a place that is a time before or after stars. The stars will move around you and mark you and sing to you. They will decide if you are real. I drank of them. It tasted like the sea. That is all I can remember. Bahannon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, we know, kind of know the, the basics of the, the, the original raid on the Vault of Glass. Uh, you know, the, the fire team that we know is, you know, Kaber, Kabir, however you want to say it, uh, Pahanan, Pahanan, and Praetith. Uh, those are the three names that we know. Uh, there's other thoughts and theories that maybe there were other guardians that were part that just were forgotten uh, or erased from time that we don't know of, but these are the three we know of. Um, so we know K- uh, Kabir, uh, he was a titan. Uh, he was inspired by the words of Osiris to strike the Vault of Glass. Uh, he was kind of the the leader of the group, um, leading an unknown amount of others uh, to the vault. Um, this Praetith was the, uh, he was a warlock who followed uh, uh, Kaber into the vault. He was lost in time, trapped away in the Gorgon's maze. Uh, when the Taken invade the vault later on in the game, uh, they gave him a chance uh, reaching out for us, so that it was a cool mission. Uh, paradox there. Get some more information on Praetith. Uh, Pahanan was the hunter who followed uh, Kabir into the Vault of Glass. He witnessed the madness take him, or he went witnessing the madness take uh, Kabir. He fled and told the tale. Uh, later, he was likely killed by Dredgen Yor, but the exact details of the encounter are unknown. Uh, what is known is that his gun, Super Good Advice, was found on Mars originally. Yeah, I have that's, my, that's my thoughts the, uh... on Pahanan, but. <laughs> 
the super good advice being found on Mars, uh, just for anyone who came in at Taken King or will be coming in on the Rise of Iron. In Vanilla, we had a quest to get it where you would look into the chests around Mars and you would find either the enthusiastic frame or the something else frame. And it was better to get the enthusiastic frame because it meant you didn't have to do as much work. Uh, mm-hmm. But it essentially was the frame of super good advice and no matter what it was uh it missed its owner its previous owner Pahannon, uh and you had to convince it that you would also be a good owner and like be its friend and take care of it cuz it's a it's a very smart gun mm-hmm. <laughs> yep he was lonely so he made the gun <laughs> it's like an ai gun yeah mhm it was full of it yeah i, I made this note on a on uh, the Kick in the Bolts podcast, but I was like, I find it interesting that it's always the hunters in raid groups that flee or survive these strikes to tell the tales, and they always have stories of them watching their uh, fire team be killed or drawn into madness. Yeah, it's, it's, I always find that interesting. The warlocks and titans that die or go mad or go crazy, and the hunters that escape because <laughs> that, that's True. like really uh a really um it's a really cruel tactic but it's not a an, an, an uncommon tactic mm-hmm. you you take the strongest person of the group and instead of kill them you break them so that's what that's what always happens to the hunters the vex made kabar go insane uh, the hive killed everybody in front of very our uh, eris and then they're like okay now now that your mind is broken you can go back mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> then we get to um, uh, note that Dragon has made about the purpose of why we go into the vault. Um, there's an extra. That's <laughs> yeah, all right. It's it, it mentions um, he mentions here an excerpt from the uh, Grimoire card of Cyrus, uh, and as uh, Dragon mentioned earlier, the reason why. Um, Kaber uh, chose to go after the Vault of Glass was that he was inspired by the leadership of uh, Osiris. Uh, the Grimoire card itself says, this was your greatest crime. Titans, this is cutting through a little bit of it, this is your greatest crime, Osiris. Uh, Titans assembled teams to chase the, excuse me, Titans assembled to chase the legendary Vault of Glass instead of striking the Fallen. Um, a couple more dot dot dots. And uh, this was in favor of your ultimate ultimate obsession, learning the exact nature of the darkness. Um, so, yeah, inspired by Osiris to chase after this legendary vault of which we could spend a hundred mm-hmm. hours talking about. Yeah, yeah. So Instead, basically, we'll we we open the vault. Uh, we go inside. Um, we defeat uh, the Templar, who is uh, kind of protecting the uh, one of the main. Interests kind of down into the the actual vault of glass, and so we go down. Um, we go through the may the Gorgon's maze. Uh, we kind of sneak our way through there, and then we enter. When we enter the vault, we before we face Atheon, who's the kind of the lord of the the air, the space. Uh, we have to defeat different gate lords, uh, three different gate lords, to gain access. And uh, to kind of call upon, yeah, gatekeepers. Thank you. Um, to kind of call upon Atheon and earn the right to challenge him. Uh, and then, yeah, let me just pull up the Atheon card real fast. 
uh, Atheon is he is times conflux. Uh, it says uh, to speak of Atheon is to accept certain limitations. We are ill-equipped to understand an an entity that defies simple causality. Let us accept these limitations and proceed. Atheon waits in the vault of glass, just as Atheon sidesteps past and future. It is impossible to say whether Atheon created the vault of glass or the vault created Atheon. Casual pathways converge on Atheon from every access in the space-time bulk. Atheon has a function. We, ha- we, hazard that, we hazard that it re- regulates and oversees the VEX conflux system. What are these conflexes? How do they relate to the physical VEX network that has devoured so much of Mercury and Venus? We might guess that the VEX conflexes represent the extension of this network across space and time. Perhaps the VEX used closed time-like curves to solve unfathomable computations, or the VEX may seek to transcend a physical substrate and move their thoughts directly into the fundament of the universe. If physics is a set of rules that the cosmos uses to calculate itself, perhaps the VEX seek to worm their way into these calculations to become a law of reality, inseparable from existence, a virus in the system. Perhaps Atheon was the centerpiece of this project, a command nexus that unified efforts across time. But we must accept that all of this is speculation. So it's it's pretty clear that even... <laughs> You know, the, the tower at this time doesn't really know what Atheon is. Um, we can kind of piece together that he, you know, that the vault is kind of like, you know, the center of, of time almost, where like all this, the streams, all the different pathways of time, past, present, future converge into this space. And Atheon's the, the complex. He's what's watching over it and uh, directing it. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Makes enough sense to me. Obviously, um, we'll probably donate it another mm-hmm. uh, episode to discussing this more in depth further in the future. Uh, Atheon's Atheon himself is a very uh, interesting topic to discuss as well. Exactly like that uh, card mentions exactly what his role is overall. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I think we're gonna call it there. We'll we'll dive into dark below and. Uh... You know, Crota's end. Or wait, did we want to do Dark Below? Do you want now? to do Dark Below now? Yeah, let's do we'll Dark do... Below now. I'll, yeah, because yeah, 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 we'll Dark Below go is going to be below. really quick. Like, yeah. <laughs> dark, <laughs> dark Below yeah. is pretty short on the story. <laughs> Such a bad DLC, in my opinion. I mean, yeah. I don't think it was bad. It was fun. It was just, it was really small. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> I'll give you that. It, this, it's uh dark below's just it, the story wasn't there it wasn't long yeah. like it was there it just wasn't a long intriguing story it was just very like you just ran through it pretty fast um yeah do we have the uh start on there it is yep oh well that's a long card i'm not actually gonna read that <laughs> uh the first mission of the Dark Below uh, story is the Fist of Crota. Our Eris, Eris Morn comes back to the tower telling us how Crota's awakening again, uh, or coming back to finish us off. Uh, the great disaster happened a while ago. Uh, it was a big war on the moon where the hive god Crota uh, like just annihilated a lot of guardians. Everybody. Yeah, <laughs> and... 
uh, Eris and her team, we'll learn about them in, in just a moment, uh, tried to fight him, tried to go back and fight him, and they all failed in doing so. Eris was the only survivor and came back to tell the tale now that Crota was coming back uh, from his throne world. Um, when victory seemed certain, it was actually Oryx who called Crota back to his throne, and it was because of that that we got the upper hand and we're, we're able to sort of uh, uh, regroup and strike Crota and finish him off. So uh, it's a good thing that Oryx fucked up there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of one of those questions that everyone asks. is like, why did Oryx call him back? Because <laughs> he, was, he, was, he was greedy. He was like, no, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to be here to, to beat it. Like, you can't, you, can't, uh, you can't beat this for me. Like, I have to beat it. But, like, you did, you did good. Just call just sit back for a minute. Yeah. Uh, so the first mission is uh, Eris sends us in um, onto Earth to find uh, Sardon, the Fist of Crota, who commands the hive, um, the hive armies on Earth. Um, we start in the blast, I believe, and we make our way into the refinery. Um, along the way, we run into Omnigal, the Will of Crota, and uh, these are. These are two of the several parts of Crota that we will find along the way and fight. Um, we don't kill Omnigal, but we go through and we find the uh, Blade of Crota ritual. We interrupt it and kill the Blade of Crota, and then we make our way to fight Sardon, where um, we see our first uh, debuff. Um, it's called Weight of Darkness in their raid, but it was called something different on, in this mission. Uh, we kill Sardon, and that was that was the first mission. Enthralling. It was. There was like at least twelve thrall. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, <laughs> that was a popular mission because that was one of the a sort of or uh, uh, yeah. Crota spawned kind of before you before you got to Sardon, and that uh, Crota had the uh, the chance to drop the husk of the pit to. Some people didn't realize the importance of it right away and dismantled yeah. three of them. Yeah, a not white speaking weapon. from personal reference, <laughs> personal I... experience. But, uh, but yeah, that weapon later, you know, you could upgrade it by killing Hive and turn it into a legendary. Uh, I, it was Iden's Alley, Idolon, Idolon Alley, yeah. and then uh, through the raid, uh, you could turn it into the Necrochasm exotic. I, I feel really bad whenever I see people like asking do does uh the fist of crota still drop husk of the pit and it's like anytime like i just go run fist of crota i get it and i'm like oh my god (laughs) no give it give it to the people who don't have Mm -hmm. necrochasm like yeah uh rng dark burden a dark burden was the name of the uh Uh, thank you dark burden okay i feel like i should have known that (laughs) so then we uh we learn that the hive have invaded uh, a war mine bunker, and uh, so Rasputin calls for our help. Uh, so Omnigol has set a trap for us, ending a fight against the might of Crota, a uh, gigantic ogre. Um, so this is uh kind of uh, disconcerting for us, knowing that the hive are trying to get into Rasputin's bunker, and for whatever reasons. Uh, was, I think this is the first time that they've really broken in this far, but it's not the last. 
then we we eventually we, we go down to the bunker uh after Eris tells us that uh after Omnigol left us um to kill Sardon, she proceeded to launch a uh an operation to take out uh to take out Rasputin. Uh and as such we have to rush to rush to our rush to his defense. Um Omnigol, however, knows we're coming and sets a trap for us um within the central processing room for the AI. Um and so we're forced to um fight our fight our way not fight our way out. We have to fight in this uh in this room that she, she sealed the doors on us and eventually uh ends in a confrontation with a very large ogre called the Might of Crota, who we defeat. And we safely protect uh Rasputin from the hive and afterwards the Vanguard seals the complex, but that obviously won't be the last year of Rasputin. Yep, then we have the Awakening, which is the final of three story missions added in the dark below. Uh, the Grimoire card is uh, thanks to you, the Wakers of Crota failed to summon their master here. Uh, my efforts to warn you were not in vain. But beyond the threshold, at the pit of the Hellmouth, Crota still lives, and his disciples will continue to haunt the earth, seeking the power to raise him again and again, until earth is carved in his name. But there is a way, spoken by the Shattered One, to enter the dark where he sleeps. Perhaps you can succeed where we could not. Gather a force worthy, a force worthy of the light and enter that abyss. Only there can we truly see Crota's end. And by the Shattered One, she meant Tolit. So this is kind of the, the entry to the, the raid of Crota's end. Um, and so we set out to... Uh, Stop the resurrection of Crota's soul. Uh, so we enter. Uh, what's the name of that? The room in the pits, the Hellmouth. Oh goodness! I, uh, I want to say Chamber of the Night, but I'm not entirely I think, sure. I think that's that's I think that's what it is. Yeah, the Chamber of Night and the uh, you know the giant crystal with Crota's soul inside, and um, so waves of enemies, a couple wizards, um, and we now we find the the Wakers of Crota performing their ritual around the shard. Uh, that holds a soul, and we kill them, destroy the crystal, banishing him, uh, banishing Crota back to his throne world. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, if we know anything about the hive, doesn't kill him, but defeats him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To to properly kill a hive of uh, his power, we would have to enter his throne world and kill him there. Mm-hmm. And luckily, that's what we uh, end up doing in the raid. Uh, yeah. But there was a team who tried to do this before us. Yeah. Not do so well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, during the Great Disaster, Ariana 3 uh, was partnered up with Eris before anyone else. And it was um, here that uh, we'll, we'll begin. Uh, Ariana 3, an exo-warlock who organized the first fire team to attempt to kill Crota after he killed thousands of guardians on the moon. Ariana 3 captured a hive wizard during the assault on the moon. During her interrogation, she learned about the existence of Crota's throne world, as well as Crota's ability to kill a guardian with a screaming knife hammered out of his own ghost. After witnessing Crota slaughter guardians, including Wyning, Ariana 3 became obsessed with vengeance. She and Eris Morn found Toland, and together they planned out how to attack Crota in his throne realm. 
Um, there are indications that Ariana 3 and Wyning were more of a uh, romantic couple, and that was one of the reasons that she was so uh, spurned into action. Mm-hmm. And I, I really like that as, as a, a plot point. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, they definitely had a, a special, unique bond. Yeah, um, no matter that what went beyond. Yeah, it went beyond just you know friends or acquaintances. Like they definitely had a, a unique bond. Um, yeah, I think that's one of my favorite storylines. That's kind of hidden in the grimoire. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a lot of there was a lot of debate in the community. I remember last uh, February around the time of uh, Crimson Days, ironically, uh, and there was a lot of debate whether ha- guardians have enough emotion in them to have romantic relationships and I mean, yeah. relationships like that with Ariana and Waning tend to point to the fact that they can't do that sort of mm-hmm. thing. But again, it's not entirely hundred percent. I was really yeah. hoping Crimson Days would uh have more to do with uh Cade's stash. Uh the mm-hmm. secret in Cade's stash. Mm-hmm. I was yeah, like, come hurts. on, like give me give me give me something more in there. Like let me go back there and like Cade give me new dialogue. And he, mm-hmm. he didn't. I was upset. Maybe next year. Yeah, maybe it's coming back. I hope. Mm-hmm. I actually, I actually really did like uh, Crimson Doubles. I don't know why people. I think people didn't like it only because they wanted something else. But Crimson Doubles was some of the best fun in PvP I, I, I I've ever had. Too. See, I, I went undefeated during Crimson Doubles. I'm not even kidding. Yeah. I didn't lose a single match. Yeah. Uh, so I, I really enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, like I, I almost got like a platinum elo on that and or elo score on that nice. and i was almost uh because then I, I stopped being serious and then it started screwing around and it just quickly dropped but <laughs> it, it was it was a lot of fun and bungie bring it back i i hope they do well they say you play better with those that you uh have a deep affection for did you happen to play with baxter by any chance no i didn't <laughs> i played uh play with uh my other friend though friend you uh, have friend? yeah my other friend guardian oh okay <laughs> I, I, I don't know who this is is this, is this dave this, this isn't dave is it this isn't dave uh, guardian outpost oh no no not dave okay <laughs> hi dave if you're listening to this <laughs> <laughs> anyways yeah. moving on to the other three yeah. um the other three non so important not as important as the other three, I'd say. The other two. Yeah, the first fire team. Huh? huh? I think it was agreeing with you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, we have Omar Aga, Veltarlo, and Saimoda. Um, I'll start with Omar Aga. He was a hunter who was a member of the first fire uh, first fire team. He was killed by the heart of Crota, who, of course, we avenged. And uh, we killed in one of the uh, other side missions for uh, Eris during this DLC. Um, oddly, it describes Omar having his light peeled from him by a wizard, presumably to feed Unborn Hive, which is not the best image in my opinion, uh, but it just tells you the power of the Hive and what they're able to do to, um, what they're able to do to guardians like ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, next we have Vel Tarlo. Uh, Tarlo was a Titan who was a member of the Pilgrim Guard, which if you're not familiar with the Pilgrim Guard, were basically one of the first uh uh one of the first orders of titans who protected pilgrims that um were the first to settle in the area that we is now known as the last city he was uh indirectly killed by alakul the dark blade and uh, of course the infamous quote during uh the taken king um was uh 
the thrall will smother your light. Do not underestimate them as Tarlo did. From Eris. <laughs> uh, so, thrall belonging to Alakul uh, were responsible for the death of our beloved Titan, Del Tarlo. Mm-hmm. And the final, um, the final member of the uh, the fire team that, at least of the minor three, um, was Saimota, a uh, female hunter. Uh, she was all t- not really much known about her. There's some quotes and gear here and there, um, but she was ultimately killed by Omnigol after uh, she had her bones torn apart by uh, her acolytes so not the also not the greatest no. image of uh, tearing bones from her acolytes yeah Simon tore, tore apart some acolytes and then was killed ah <laughs> thank you for making that very specific yeah. anon or uh, actually this is dragon isn't it both of us that was a team yeah. effort okay both of you <laughs> I did not write it. these notes <laughs> as much as yeah. as much as I uh, should have my apologies gentlemen uh, uh, but before, now on to the most imp- well oh, before ahead. we get onto them really quick I just want to say um it's really embarrassing to see how Veltarlo died because there's also a quote about him how they felt in, invincible because of Veltarlo being on their team mm-hmm. and then it was a horde of thrall to kill him. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it just went down to, you know, underestimating and, Yeah. you know, maybe it, that yeah, that it, confidence that just took him down. He got mm-hmm. overconfident and mm-hmm. he underestimated the power of thrall. Yeah. <laughs> Like I guess mm-hmm. if there's enough, like it, it'll happen. But it's oh yeah, it's just to feel invincible because of this one titan, <laughs> and then that happens. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah it is uh, com- with the way all the other ones go out. That to go out the way he did is pretty. Uh, it's kind of embarrassing, I guess. Definitely. Yeah, That's an underestimation. Then uh, my favorite character in Game of Destiny, uh, Toland the Shattered. Uh, a guardian known for his obsessive study of the hive, which led to the creation of the exotic pulse rifle, Bad Juju, and also to his exile from the tower. He was part of the fire team that attempted to kill Crota. Uh, his current status is unknown. Uh, he's out there somewhere. But, uh, often referred to as Mad, Tolan's understanding of the hive arcana is unparalleled. When Ariana 3 and Eris Morin were trying to find a way to kill Crota, that or they sought out Toland. He joined the fire team, but the information that we have to j- suggest that he was more interested in learning the song of Eryut than killing Crota. Nonetheless, Toland proved invaluable in helping the fire team navigate the temples of the Hive. But in the end, the mission was a failure. Somehow, through his meeting with Eryut, Toland was killed, but still able to communicate from the overworld. Uh, with the arrival of Oryx, Toland was able to send a nov- number of messages. Uh, and so, yeah, so with Taken King, you know, there's a what lot of communication. That okay. he, uh, he said he did? He, he, um, he shucked his mortal body or something yeah. like that? Mortal yep. coil. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so um, within the Taken King, there's a lot of you know, messages from Toland um, kind of guiding us or giving us insight to the kind of the powers of the hive uh, of Oryx and his, his throne worlds. Um, and even going into Crota's end on uh, us being able to go into Crota's end and defeat Crota and his throne world is, was, is in thanks to Toland. Um, Eris provided us kind of with the details from his journal, but it was, you know, it was his journal that gave us the information to defeat you know, in order to defeat Crota, you have to de- defeat you know the the might, the hands, the eyes, 
the will of Crota. The fists. So, yeah, the fists. All of them. Yep. Uh, it's, it is actually uh, entirely because of uh, Tolan that we were even able to face uh, Crota in the first place. Uh, with Oryx, we had to become Ascendant to enter uh, his throne. But with uh, Crota, it's thanks to Tolan that we found sort of a loophole in it by way of the keyhole in the Hellmouth, um, which is how we start the raid. Uh, like like you mentioned, um, also because of uh, Tolan, we knew we can't we can't just go into Crota at his full strength. We had to what we learned later uh, cut his tithing off, so we had to kill the mm-hmm. pieces of him the the hands, eyes, fists, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, yeah. And then we jump into the pit in the Hellmouth and uh, begin the raid with Crota being severely weakened uh, after our uh, our attacks on him. It was it was actually possible to kill him. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, do you want to go into the details of the raid or? Um, um yeah, we can kind of just skim it through it. Um, yeah, so basically, like you said, you know, we jump down into the keyhole. Um, well, we jump down into the pit, and yeah. then we're in uh, it was originally called the abyss, but it's later called uh, the stills. Uh, we work our way through that, and then we enter the keyhole at the end of that. It's that that bright flash of light, um, where we go from one place to another with no like physical way to go back we just enter Mm -hmm. the new uh the new realm that's when we enter the oversoul throne i think it was called Mm -hmm. uh oversoul yes that's right yeah the oversoul throne where we have the bridge encounter where we use the uh annihilator totems which were actually created by crota's sisters to uh form the bridge and um make our way across and then we go fight your Ute, as you said. Um, Tolan was very interested in her song. If we don't kill her soon enough, uh, the death song will kill us. And then we summon Crota, uh, and he's he's very weak at this point. He's very, um, I guess, ethereal, very vulnerable, yeah. uh, like sort of ethereals. Is is that the word I'm looking for? Yeah, that's a good way to yeah. put it. Um, and we we actually kill him with his own sword, just as a uh, further <laughs> like insult. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, I remember the the previews for like Taken King. You know, yeah, talking about Oryx coming in is like you killed his son with his own sword. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. Uh, fun fact: If you ever uh, go back to fight Crota, whether it just be for fun or for the um, necrochasm. When you're waiting for him to rotate back to the center, look at his feet because he doesn't have uh he doesn't have feet. <laughs> Wait, really? Yeah, he doesn't have feet. Or hold on, what? Or as my friend likes to say, he doesn't have a soul. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have an oversoul. <laughs> oh, you guys are the worst. <laughs> but yeah, uh, he he doesn't have feet. That's funny. I'll have to check that out. That's good. To look at that. This is news to me. Yeah. You're just blowing my mind <laughs> yeah. here, Anon. 
That's what I, I always just like pointing at him because if, like if you pointed at him, he'd kind of point back at you and be like, yeah. Oh, I yeah, see I you always had pointing contests with him. <laughs> but yeah, and, uh, and with that, take us out, Mythos. All right, and with that, uh, I think we're going to go ahead and wrap up this week's episode of Destiny Lorecast. Thanks for all of you that are listening for tuning in. We really appreciate the support. Again, my name is Mythos Mike, uh, and I'm here with Handsome Dragon and uh, Anon Pig. Uh, do you have any last words, ladies? No, uh, just I would just say, uh, you know, if you're listening, you have any questions or tips, feedback, whatever, uh, either look us up on Twitter uh, at Destiny Lorecast, or you can email us at destinylorecast at gmail.com. Uh, we definitely want to get any questions you have uh, once you finish this you know, chronological overview of the story. We're, uh, we'll have more of a Segmented, segmented show and uh, questions from our you know, listeners is one of going to be one of our main focuses. Mm. So yeah, uh, feel free to tweet at either uh, Dragon uh, and on our eye, uh, and we'll make sure to uh, note down your question in the notes. And if we have time, we'll uh, certainly get around to answering that. Uh, we actually already have one that we'll be answering within a coming episode. So again, make sure to get those questions in either through email, uh, through our Twitter, which is the preferred way i'd like to think yeah. uh or you know you can send a carrier pigeon if, <laughs> if you know where I, I live somehow that's kind of creepy but anyways uh thanks for joining us this week everybody and we'll uh we'll be back again pretty soon with a uh, continued look into destiny's chronological story with the house of wolves downloadable content and our most recent release in destiny the taken king so we'll hear again from you soon ladies and gentlemen thank you very much for listening yeah have a good night yeah see ya